Hello, and welcome to another episode of On the Bright Side. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I greatly appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to my radio show. It means the absolute world to me. Now, this will most likely be my last show of the semester for On the Bright Side. However, I hope you can continue to find the positive in the news and just look at it for yourself and see that there is a positive perspective in every news story. It has been a great pleasure of mine to be your host this semester for this show that I came up with just a few months ago, and I greatly hope that I can do so next semester as well. But without further ado, let's get to today's stories. Former Jackson, Michigan school teachers are sounding the alarm and alleging harassment. Now, former teachers went to the board meeting and accused Superintendent Jeff Beal of harassment. Some accused him, while others praised the superintendent. And according to these accusations, there is a desire for more to be done, including the current investigation of a school board member. Overall, there are about 12 to 14 victims in this, and during last month's Board of Education meeting, they voted to hire an outside law firm to investigate similar claims made by one of the trustees. The meeting ended with a closed session, this last meeting, ended with a closed session, and board members reviewed the results of the investigation presented by an attorney. Now, this is such a terrible story. Workplace harassment should never be acceptable, ever. And I am proud of these teachers for standing up and saying something. I am proud of the board for taking action. And now, I don't know all the specifics of the story. I don't know if he's guilty or not, or if it happened, whatever the case may be, because there are people on both sides who some say he's great and some say, yeah, he harassed me. So we don't know truly this whole situation. However, I hope justice is brought about. And that's the great thing that can come about from stories like this is that there is the ability for justice to come about. And we can see that and it's starting to happen in this case. And, you know, as I said, I'm not taking any sides on this because I don't know the full story yet. And have I wasn't there, obviously. So, like, I don't know what really happened. But, you know, I think it's great that justice can still be brought about and we can have these investigations and ensure that something is done to make sure this doesn't happen again if it did, in fact, happen. And that is so such a great thing that we can see within the justice system is that we can bring about justice and hopefully that is the case in this situation. In Michigan, a judge striked down the motion of reducing bonds for the Crumblies, who are the parents of a Michigan school shooter. Now, Circuit Court Judge Cheryl Matthews said the bonds are appropriately set for the two and their actions were premeditated to conceal their whereabouts. Charged with four counts of involuntary manslaughter after failing to recognize warning signs about their son months prior to him shooting and killing four of his classmates at Oxford High School on November 3, 2021. These parents have been accused of giving their son a gun that was used for this killing. The parents hid it in an abandoned warehouse in Detroit and concealed their car by hiding their license plates instead of turning themselves in the day they were charged. This story infuriates me that these parents just helped this kid get this gun and commit such a vile act against a school 
or anywhere even if it was anywhere it's still a vile act but against a school it's horrendous and disgusting and i am so thankful that they said this judge said that these were the appropriate bonds for these two they need to be charged severely for their actions and so does their son and that's the great thing in this story is that we can bring about justice still something can be done and my heart goes out to all the families who lost loved ones in this shooting and i sure hope that justice is brought about for your loved ones and for you and for everyone because this was a vile act that should have never happened but since it did justice must be brought about and i am very hopeful that ju these judges will bring about justice in this case scenario and, you know, while this story is so heartbreaking, I rest in the fact that there can still be that justice and that it's not too far gone for that justice to be brought about, as we're seeing in this case scenario. Again, my heart and my condolences go out to the families of the those who lost loved ones in this terrible, terrible act. We thought we were done with this, but we are not. <laughs> a new version of the Omicron variant is gaining momentum in the U.S. Called BA2121, it is an offshoot of BA2, which is now the most prominent um, variant in the states right now. It makes up a fifth of all new cases, and according to health officials, this new variant may be 23 to 27% more transmittable than BA2. Now, it is important to note that there is no evidence as of now that this variant causes more severe illness. No, it's not April Fool's. This is not a joke. There is another variant of COVID. And yes, I think it's terrible, awful. It annoys me so much because we've been going through this for years now and it's really annoying. But I still think we can find a positive in this situation and in the whole COVID case scenario. There are a lot of positives from COVID, like spending more time with your family, just getting a little break even, you know. There are things that came out of it that I think we didn't expect and they're unexpected blessings. But I also want to focus on this now that we're going back to the new normal. You know, we've heard that for the last few years. Getting ready for the new normal. We're going to open up slowly. We're going to phase into this opening. It's going to be a new type of normal, not what you're used to. You know, we've heard that for a year, a few years now, a few months even. We just, we've heard that, you know. And I think that's something positive, though. I honestly do. And as much as I, I hated COVID and all these lockdowns and restrictions, I think that we must look at the positive in this and say, yeah, this new normal is still coming about. We haven't seen a complete lockdown again because of this variant. We're still seeing us going back out there, getting reacquainted with the world, getting back to what life used to be like. And while life may not be like it used to be for a while, it's starting to get there. At least we're able to go out now. We're able to go to school again, work again, the store again. Everything is starting to reopen and re start to go back to what it used to be pre-COVID, even though obviously there will still be some regulations. And I think that's a great thing, and that's what I looked at. When I saw this story, I was like, oh, why is this happening? Why is there another variant? This is so annoying. I don't even want to report on this. I am so done with COVID. But then I was like, well, you know, there is something positive in this, and I just didn't look at it, and that, 
we are thankfully able to make progress. And, you know, thanks to science, and I know people may not like that, you know, like, oh, the science and all that. You know, I do believe, thank you to science, that we are able to now start going out again and doing things. I think science has played a huge role in it. Um, I think if you want to get the vaccine, as I said, get the vaccine. If you don't, don't get it. It's up to you. It should be up to you. Um, but as I said, I'm saying the science and that we're able to detect these things, not even just on vaccine. We don't even have to look at the vaccine part of it because I know that's so divisive. But let's just look at the science of this as like, yeah, the fact that we can detect this virus, that we can look at it and study it and see how transmittable it is and all of this stuff is amazing and such a blessing that we're able to do. And we look back and like several years ago, like you may not have been able to do this or research it in the way we are. So that is something I'm so thankful for and the studies that have been going on with this. So yeah, I think even though COVID is so annoying to so many people at this point, and I am including myself in that, we can still find something good within it. This is a story I have done for a while and I'm going to report on as long as I need to because it's such an important story. Russia has lost a quarter of its combat effectiveness in Ukraine, said the Pentagon. A senior defense official said early Tuesday that Russian military capability in Ukraine has dropped to about 75%, and this comes after nearly two months of war. Now, the government is also just announced some new sanctions on Russia. So this is, I'm going to give you a little more than one story within this whole Ukraine-Russia situation because there's so much to unpack here that I'm just going to give you a lot of information. So I'm going to continue with this now. Now, these sanctions are targeting a key commercial bank and a global network of more than 40 individuals and entities. They are mainly going after those involved in Russia's virtual currency mining industry, which appears to be the third largest in the world. Visa restrictions on 635 Russian, national, Russian nationals are coming about, and the U.S. Treasury said these people are, these are people, and I quote, involved in suppressing dissent in Russia and abroad who have been involved in activities that threaten the territorial integrity of Ukraine and who have been involved in human rights abuses in prison facilities and places of unofficial detention in Russia-controlled areas of the Donbass region of Ukraine. And this is according to the U.S. Treasury. They also said that three Russian officials will also have visa restrictions, and I quote, for involvement in gross violations of human rights and on 17 individuals responsible for undermining democracy in Belarus, end quote, according to the U.S. Treasury. Now, this story, the first one with really this lowering of that effectiveness to 75%, I was so happy to see that, that it's starting, something's starting to happen. Russia is starting to feel the pain, and it's great and I, I you know I think that's something we should be hoping for is that just Russia just becomes too weak to fight anymore this is a terrible situation going on in Ukraine and it needs to stop and while there's not much positive we can see from this whole situation you may think there are things like that and and even like what the other thing I said even with these sanctions thankfully there are more sanctions being put on them and we are taking the measure the, and steps needed to do something. We're not just being sitting by and saying, yeah, let that happen, whatever, let Ukraine deal with it. No, we are saying this is not okay, Russia. You're not just gonna do this and get away with it. You're gonna be penalized for it. And I am so proud 
of this country and every other country who's stepping up and saying, you really think you're going to get away with this, Russia? You really think you're going to be able to partake in human rights violations and going into Ukraine and taking territory and just causing mass chaos to ensue? And you think you're going to get away with it? Why would you ever get away with it? And why would you think that? And I'm so proud of all of these countries. It's truly great to see us uniting on a front and coming together and supporting Ukraine. And I'm so proud of the Ukrainian people for stepping up, coming together, and fighting for themselves and not letting Russia take over. I'm so proud of them. And yeah, I, I as I said, this will probably be my last show, but I really encourage you to keep up on this situation because it's truly a tragic situation that we're seeing unfold. But it's also one filled with hope and light. And there's something that we can find in there that's positive. And there is, are these little glimmer of hopes we see every week. And they're like, ah, look at that. Look at that being done from this terrible situation. Look at that. That's, isn't that amazing? And we're seeing those things throughout. Every week I've reported on this, I'm getting something new from it. Isn't that amazing? This will probably come as a really sad story to a lot of you. Netflix will officially be adding commercials to their content. I know, I know, I know. This is terrible. I am literally so upset by this because I love Netflix and I do not want commercials. And that's what appealed me to Netflix over everything else. Now, Deadline said that Netflix co-CEO Reed Hastings said ads are coming to the platform soon. With this, most recently, Chief Product Officer Greg Peters said that there would be differences in pricing also in subscriptions in different territories. This is a quote, so I'm just going to read you this. And I quote, One way to increase the price spread is advertising on low-end plans and to have lower prices with advertising. This is from Hastings. He said, Those who have followed Netflix know that I've been against the complexity of advertising and a big fan of the simplicity of subscription. End quote. Now, Netflix is arguing that this will give customers a choice as to what plan they want and how much they are willing to pay. Another quote, and I quote, allowing consumers who would like to have a lower price and are advertising tolerant get what they want makes a lot of sense. So that's something we're looking at now. We're trying to figure out over the next year or two. Think of us as quite open to offering an even lower. End quote. It is important to note that there will still be an ad-free option, but things are about to change at Netflix, and obviously prices are going to change with these ad-free options or if you have ads. So it'll be very interesting to see what comes of this. And, you know, this seems such like such a light story, and it really is, but I really wanted to include it because it's important to our daily lives, and it's a pretty culture, uh, culture thing for a lot of us, you know, watching Netflix. just And now we're going to have ads, and that's so sad, you know, not a fan at all. You know, there's a positive from this. You're going to get lower prices probably if you get the ad. So, I mean, who doesn't like lower prices? I am all for that with the price of gas right now and the price of everything else is inflation. You know, at least I can maybe cut down on my Netflix cost. So, you know, that's a positive from that. But other than that, just, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment again to get back to ads. But there's so much other stuff going on in the world, as you've seen from this other news. This is like nothing for any of us. Russian and Belarusian tennis players are banned from competing in Wimbledon. 
Now, this is due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, obviously. Belarus has supported the ongoing war and is also not being allowed to compete. Wimbledon will be the first tennis event to prohibit individual athletes from competing at their tournaments. Now, this is a quote from the official announcement, and it says, and I quote, Given the profile of the championships in the United Kingdom and around the world, it is our responsibility to play our part in the widespread efforts of government, industry, sporting, and creative institutions to limit Russia's global influence through the strongest means possible. End quote. And then we're going to have another quote as well. In the circumstances of such unjustified and unprecedented military aggression, it would be unacceptable for the Russian regime to derive any benefits from the involvement of Russian or Belarusian players with the championships. End quote. Now, there is a response from the Kremlin spokesperson, and he told Washington Post, and I quote, The Kremlin considers the removal of Russian athletes from Wimbledon unacceptable. Shocking. Obviously, they're going to think that, you know. But anyways, I think this is a great thing. And I'm so proud of Wimbledon and these events, other events, even sporting events that are doing this and saying, yeah, you can't compete. We're not going to just let you compete. You may just you may be a tennis player or whatever you are in any sport you're in, but we're not letting you compete because of what your country is doing. And I think that's such a bold move and a strong move. And I am very proud of them for taking this stance on that you know they shouldn't be allowed to play in my opinion that's the great from this story you know even as i saw i've talked about ukraine russia situation there is a positive there can be some positives and this is one of them is that we're not willing to let russia just stomp all over us and get their way they're not able to and there are consequences not just for them but for their people and you know it's terrible that their people have to suffer on their government's behalf but it has to happen to make a point and it is happening, and so good on you, Wimbledon, and I hope that other groups can start to do the same thing as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I am so, 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 so thankful for your continued support and just love for this show, and as I always say, you know, just keep looking for the new in the news and try to find a positive in it. I know that I'm kind of probably done for the semester and I'll come back next semester, but I don't want you to stop here. I hope that you keep going, looking on the bright side and never give up hope. It's so easy for us to give up hope when we go from one news outlet to another, from story to story, from post to post and just see negativity all around us. That's all we seem to see. But it's not the case. It's just being presented that way. There is so much more. And you can look at it from so many different ways. And obviously one of those ways being a positive perspective. And I hope that you take what I've hopefully helped grow within you. And inspired you to go out and be willing to look for these stories. Because it makes looking at the news so much better and worth it. Honestly. I, as I said, you know, I'm going to just tell you this. I didn't enjoy the news for a while because of the negativity. And I wanted to be, I've wanted to be in journalism for years. It's been my dream and I'm so thankful I get to do it now. But a few years back, I would have been like, "Mm, no, I don't want that. That's so negative and I can't do that. No, but you know what? This show has been such a blessing to me and allowed me to see journalism from a whole new light. And I hope you've been able to see it as well. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode and to this show, especially if you're a regular um, listener. Thank you so much. 
You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 WRFH. Have a great day and goodbye.